Welcome to Voices from the Frontline from the Christian Medical Fellowship. And this is where we hear from healthcare workers um, at the front line of the COVID-19 pandemic. And today I'm delighted that we're going to Uganda, where I'm joined by Dr. Stephen from Kampala. Welcome, Stephen. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to have you with us. Now, you've got a very interesting, uh, well, not just one job, a number of things that you, you, you're you involved in. Could you please give us an outline from your work as a public health consultant all the way through to working with the Ugandan netball team? Tell us more. Yeah, thank you. I'm a medical doctor, public health consultant, and I'm working mainly in humanitarian emergency response in the fragile states, especially South Sudan, Somalia, Uganda, Kenya, and in the past, Liberia and Tanzania. So most recently, I've been working as a head of health and nutrition sector for an international NGO based in Juba. And I returned to Uganda about two weeks ago, actually two weeks today. And two days after my return, there's been a close down. So meaning I'm just indoor at home, but uh, not actively at work. Now, in terms of other task I do, I work as associate physician for Uganda Netball Federation, and I take the team mainly for international games, World Cup, um, and then also I do training to for them in fitness and psychosocial support. So all these have been at a standstill because of the COVID-19, as uh, public gatherings, sports events, and all movements have been banned. And to the Uganda Christian Medical Fellowship, I serve as the missions coordinator, and we typically do uh, cross-cultural and community-based missions, doing treatment as well as evangelizing. And in ICMDA, I work as the regional representative for Eastern Africa region, um, basically working with national fellowships in the counties within the region. Thank you. Wow, so that's a really... A really full life that you have. Now, I understand that you're also a husband and, and a father. Could you tell us, tell us a little bit about what life's like for you on lockdown and um, what sort of opportunities it's presenting you in that sense? Yeah, I'm a husband and I'm a father to three biological children and I have a couple of children I live with. Typically, during a work setting, I'm mostly in Juba. My wife is in Gugulu, another town about 340 kilometers away. And the children are in boarding schools and one at home. So we are in four different locations. But with this uh, COVID-19 outbreak or lockdown, we are all together in one place. And we thank God that the lockdown happened when we were all together. Now, we have been together at home. We found time to sit, pray together. We have a three times a day prayer schedule. We lead rotationally, including doing praise and worship. We are a music family. We are musicians, actually. Myself and the children, we sing and play music quite uh, actively. So this has given us opportunity to improve and also to pray together and study the Bible more. And it's interesting how the children understand this COVID-19, that it's something, a message God is communicating. And so our task is to pray and seek God honestly so that uh, he can heal the land and bring a change. Mm. So as a family, we are kept together uh, despite the limited movements. Thank you. That's great to hear. Could you just give us a bit of an understanding as to what life's like in Uganda at the moment? I understand that you you are in lockdown. What impact is that having on you as a nation and on you as, as as a wider church as well? 
Okay, first of all, there is a mixed feeling. There is a cultural shock kind of, because in Uganda, typically we are used to moving freely and uh, quite associating in any way, especially church gatherings, which tends to be so crowded and uh, probably lengthy time of praise and worship, overnight prayers, but uh, even uncontrolled sound in some locations. But now there is total lockdown. And a few people tried to defy that. One of the pastors was arrested, actually, because he was preaching against the directives given by the government. And also, uh, there has been direction given by the government. If you want to pray, there should not be more than five people gathered. Uh, Live streaming should be done from the churches. So many people are actually doing online prayer sessions. Even at our church, on Sunday, a message is recorded and shared, and people gather in their family and listen. But I can tell you economically people are losing because movement is restricted, money is not exchanging hands, services are basically down. And already uh, people are crying of economic impact. However, the government is suggesting providing food relief to some of the affected people, although this would be just like throwing maybe a bag of salt in the lake because it's a one-off and may not change much in the long run. Mm. So we have a 32 days uh, close out and then 14 days of curfew from 7 p.m. to 6.30 a.m. You're not moving anywhere. If you're found, then that's a problem. And the police and the military are deployed to tackle that. Yeah, thank you. And and as you're, you're a, a, an expert in emergency response as a public health consultant, and you're also a Christian. What's your perspective on, on things as a Christian um, at this current time from, from your role? As a Christian, we've read lots of things in the Bible, circumstances that come when God has actually allowed it to happen for a reason, probably to mature the faith of the people or to even move them to another level of prayer. I, for one, I see this as opportunity to get back to the basics. If I quote Psalms 11 verse 3, when the foundations are being destroyed, what can the righteous do? The other version says there's nothing the writers can do except to pray to God and believe God for a change. So I think it's time as Christians to seek God deeper and let him intervene. Because this pandemic may not just go by science, but it really requires a divine intervention. The rate of spread is quite fast and the disruption of systems for me makes me think there is something that needs to be done in the spiritual to help and overcome this. Mm. Right. No, that's that's really helpful. And just finally, how can we be praying for you, for, for your nation, for healthcare workers in Uganda at this time? Uganda being a third world country, we don't have very advanced systems. Things The lockdown really affects people. Others may go into psychological stress and also other sicknesses, infectious diseases, maternal death and so on are on the increase. So we pray that the government will find a better way of allowing health workers to access the facilities, to be able to continue to providing service. And above all, we pray for protection because we know health workers are at the forefront. They may easily be the victims if this COVID spread is not controlled. Thank you. Thank you. Well, really appreciate you joining us today, Stephen. And we'll be praying for you, for your family and for your country. Thank you very much. Thank you and bye-bye. 
So that's another episode of Voices from the Frontline. Great to hear from Stephen. And we're hearing from uh, healthcare workers uh, from around the world. You can join us every day for a new story. You can find us on our website, cmf.org.uk, and search for the First Incision podcast. Why don't you subscribe, um, give us a review, and uh, share with others who might be interested. Uh, We look forward to joining you next time. Bye for now.